The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thanks so much for being on our show, being with us today at the Intentional Spirit and and this day and time we appreciate you being awake and being energized and impassioned and, and being practical and realistic but at the same time holding a vision for our planet, for our world, for our communities and we love getting the feedback that you give us and the positiveness about our wonderful guest on our show and let me tell you today, we have some great uh, medicine for you, metaphysically speaking. We have an empowered person, uh, Reese Thomas, who has his own institute, who teaches people life mastery, who has a book, a leading-edge book, Discover Your Purpose. Reese, welcome to our show today. It's such a pleasure to have you. Uh, thanks, Temple. I'm pleased to be here. Well, one of the things I like to always offer our audience is an opportunity to get to know how an individual goes from being non-intentional to intentional. Um, you know, often it's through crisis or, you know, occasionally I will have someone on the show whose parents recognize their greatness and send them to the mystery school and their life has pretty much evolved ever since. But many of us have had life redefining moments, if you will, and I'm very curious uh, to know your story and in school did you know that you were going to be a difference maker of this magnitude uh, I no not, <laughs> not, not, not like this no I uh, I really my story is is very similar to you know the, the, the hundreds and you know the thousands of people that I've worked with and the hundreds of students in the school that I work with that I that I run uh, the energy medicine school um, is we we all at some point in our in our childhood um, have to sort of decide are we going to be who we really are because when we're born we're, we're we're born sort of knowing who we are we're this we are really non-form when we're born we we're, we come into the world we don't need a name we don't need to know whether we're a boy or a girl we don't need to know whether we wear certain colors because of our gender we don't need to know any of those things we just are a part of the universe we're, we're just playing and life is and we're, we're just part of life and and we play like that for quite a while. Uh, and if we continue to play like that for too long, um, we get sent to therapy, and we uh, and we and we and our parents think we're a little slow. You know, this one's not picking it up very quickly. So we better get him on the on the page. And at some point, uh, we all have to make a very the impossible choice. The impossible choice, and the and what I call the core wound is not the actual wound, you know, uh, specific, uh, uh, you know, wounding that, that a psychologist would say, this is the, this was your core wound. The core wound was when we had to make a choice between being who we truly are, which is this non-form, our energy body, our aura, all of this sort of, you know, flowing energy that we are, um, and we had to make a choice between that and being loved 
and being uh, and getting attention. And we always choose, unless we are, are on the saint track, uh, we always choose to be the love and attention. And to, and to be loved, to get the love and attention, we had to somehow conform to the vision of the adults in our environment and families and culture. And we make these choices very unconsciously often or, or you know, we, we just say, well, I vow to be, you know, to be like everybody likes. I want to be liked by mom and dad and my brothers and sisters and family and, and often uh, for for boys, there's you know to be liked, you have to be either an achiever or a leader of some kind. You have to you know stand out and know what you're doing. And and girls are often uh, expected to be nicer, to be softer, to be more gentle, to be more caring and more sacrificing. And uh, and that just culturally, those are those are t- two of the simple things. Of course, each family is different, and each family's rules are different. But uh, but in my case, uh, I came into the world a real dreamer, a, a guy who went to spend most of my childhood sort of fantasizing about uh, you know when I was fishing, catching you know I was fishing in a lake, and I was trying to fish for dolphins. I was always I was always creating these these uh, amazing uh, images in my mind i would i would go into the woods and and uh and and uh use rocks and sticks and create superheroes and i was always dreaming and 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 creating in my mind uh until one day i was out uh fishing off the dock at our at our summer home and uh about eight or nine years old and my and my brother came out on the dock and said uh and said, "What are you doing?" And I was just, I was just feverishly fishing, and I loved to fish, and I always, I always pictured that there was a dolphin in the lake. And I said, "I'm fishing for a dolphin." And he was older than I am by about a year and a half, so he was more like ten. And uh, and he said, "Oh, you are such an idiot. There are no, la- there are no dolphins in the lake. They're in the ocean." And it was almost at that same time that I sort of, I was, I was able to sort of say, "Oh, I, I people." don't buy the dream they buy practicality and and almost of that day i you know within months i was competing at, at about eight years old i started competing in tennis tournaments and uh and trying to then conform and be a strong tough guy strong kid and went into sports and did everything i possibly could uh to be that sort of achiever type of a person and and I spent really the next 30 years of my life, as many people do, trying to be what they think they should be rather than who they truly are. And and so it wasn't until I had actually succeeded at being the person that I wanted to be. I'd become a professional tennis player. I uh, was also a speaker for the tennis industry. I had, st- I had developed a, a product. I was making big six figures. I had a family in a beautiful suburb in, uh, outside Boston. I was doing everything the right way, but I always felt like there was something huge missing, and and my health wasn't as good for being a black belt in the martial arts and and a uh, and a top athlete and and uh you know living a great life i uh, uh should have been a lot healthier but my health wasn't that good and and that made me search out another alternative medicine because i, I my doctor wasn't able to help me and actually uh, I was having sinus infection problems, and of course, uh, the, all the antibiotics were were triggering the the problem. And uh, and it wasn't until I got in touch with energy medicine with an energy medicine practitioner that I started recognizing that there was something really big missing in my life. And and then I went to energy medicine school, a four year energy medicine school, and I discovered that what was missing was me, and and a, a really deeper understanding of what I'm here to do, and that dreamer that I thought nobody would be interested in at all uh, became the thing that everybody's interested in. The, the only, it, it was the only thing that people really want to hear from me. So that was sort of my story is very similar to many people before they hit their what I call the midlife calling, which is also the midlife crisis, where we try so hard to be the adult we thought we were supposed to be as a child um, and then we become it, and we realize that it's an empty promise, and we really need to discover something that that part of us deep within us that we sort of vowed against being or pushed back into our subconscious when we were children. 
I love that. Um, I, I like to say, and I, I said in my own new book, uh, When Did You Die? Eight Steps to Stop Dying Every Day and Start Waking Up. I, I define it as the difference between your, your birth story uh, and your creation story. Um, m- uh, many people, like you're saying, live in the birth story of, well, this is what my parents did. This is what my high school classmates did. I went to college. People said this is the way to go, you know, to have the most success or whatever. Influenced by environment, people pleasing, and or wounds, right? Um, but right. ultimately, that it's the what's different about us that, it, it seems so inconvenient, you know, like the awkwardness of being at the Eiffel Tower initially that was laughed at by the Parisians, thought it was silly looking to being um, a true icon and its own originality. And that's so true for so many people and good for you for, you know, the willingness to say yes and to step into that and use your own life lessons for that that work i just think that's really profound because um it's scary for a lot of people i've seen many people at that crossroads go back to the way that was more comfortable versus going towards the way that will emerge them into you know what is possible why is it that i still find that so few people know what energy medicine is now i'm talking more statewide now um not collective on the planet um when i mentioned the work of, of donna eden and her energy medicine in truly healing herself from multiple sclerosis through energy medicine uh, where did you take uh your four-year training where did you go in order to do that and how did you hear about it um i had started working with a barbara brennan uh, graduate, oh, yes, of course. Uh, when I was yeah. in my 30s, mm-hmm. and uh, and one of her, she had graduated early in like the first couple of years of the, uh, of the when the Barbara Brennan gra- School back in the, I think in the 80s was developed, and one of her classmates had started her own school in Connecticut. So I was in Boston, and I thought, that's close enough. Uh, the, uh, the Brennan School was down in Florida, and so I went to, I went to, uh, to uh, her name was Dorothy Martin Neville, wonderful, uh, wonderful healer and psychic and, uh, and, and therapist. And she uh, had been running the school for three or four years before I, uh, I attended, and um, and I was also integral in helping her uh, expand it to a four-year program. She had originally had it as a three-year program, and uh, after I was done with the three years, uh, I, I realized that uh, that there were things that she did but didn't teach us. And I said, okay, if I get a whole bunch of graduates back together, will you teach us the good stuff in the fourth year? <laughs> and, uh, and then she said, well, all right. So I got together a fourth-year program. And then, and then after that, I started to teach for her uh, in, in, her, um, in her institute. And, uh, and then uh, over time realized that, um, that I actually really had my own method, my own system that, uh, that was very different. And her objective was putting it healers into hospitals, uh, having them actually ha- having hospitals accept uh, full-spectrum healing as a modality. And I wasn't that optimistic that that's going to happen in the next 20 or 30 years. But I did see that the transformation uh, that had to happen to become a healer internally inside of people uh, was was the essential piece of what we were teaching and uh, and truly energy medicine uh, has been uh, it 's been sort of um, uh, taken over by technique and so the the term the term energy medicine is being used as a broad um, term for whether you're ta- whether you're uh, doing acupuncture or Ayurvedic medicine, um, you know, or or some sort of tapping, your meridian tapping, um, or meridian work, uh, like Donna Eden does. Uh, energy medicine has become synonymous with techniques, or Reiki, mm-hmm. or say say Reiki, for instance, very similar. Right. It's an energy medicine technique. 
And uh, but the true element of a, of an energy medicine practitioner is the is that they inspire something that's permanent to make permanent change within somebody. Techniques don't generally make permanent change. They release either a chronic uh, or or an acute uh, pain or um, or emotional pain, uh, a physical pain. Uh, something that that needs to be some sort of what a block some some local block in a chakra, um, but the the real permanent change that that my favorite healer my my favorite healers are, are people like Mandela and and Martin Luther King because what they did was they used they used energy medicine they used the most important element of energy medicine which is to stand fully in your own power representing to the person who is who is ill or is unable to stand up for themselves or do whatever whatever their healing they need in their life to to live their purpose um, you model what it's like to live yours not be a perfect person but to be fully accepting of and surrendered to your own nature both your shadow and your light and someone like uh, Martin Luther King uh, did that so beautifully, and I don't think he did a lot of laying people on the table and doing energy medicine techniques, but by standing up and using his his method of healing, which was his speaking, uh, he was able to heal people into recognizing that they too have the capacity and the integrity to stand up for themselves in a way that they were unable to do before his brand of healing uh, and, and, and his model of what it's like to have that level of integrity inside a, a human being. Mm. I, love, I love the way that you're, you know, framing that. That's uh, very powerful. Being a shamanic energy giver for many years, um, it is so different to go beyond techniques and look at things like fundamental soul retrieval you know, teaching people how to go to other non-ordinary realities and discover archetypes and things because that's what I love about your work is you're, you're teaching an empowerment within the person that it's not just a, a weekend fix or, you know, something that you do overnight, a crash course necessarily, though you'll get some benefit from that, but you're really teaching some long-term Dynamics. I'd like to invite all of you to take the time to go to Reese's website. He has a couple I'd like to highlight. One would be ReeseMethod.com. That's R-H-Y-S Method.com. And you'll find it fascinating because many of us, and I know certainly as listeners, with the types of people we have listening all over the world, we love to talk about chakras and how to create openings and awakenings within them. And uh, Reese offers a method, uh, 12 chakra gateways, and just a lot of great things that you can get and do on your own. Also, working with the audio for the chakra bowls. Um, that really sounds inviting uh, for that vibrational energy and and life force we're talking with reese thomas he is a difference maker by like i always like to say he's a difference maker because he's willing to be different thank you for that (laughs) and when we come back after our break we want to highlight we want to talk about his book discover your purpose because he gives five specific life purpose profiles that can really impact us and play a part in changing all of our lives and I know you want to hear those teasers and hear more about that as you love these conversations continue to visit us at firstunity.org unity campus or templehays.com we'll be right back after this short break thank you for being with us Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. 
Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. You know, you hear so many people today, I've certainly heard many people in our spiritual community and places I've traveled all over the world really say, you know, we're here to do our soul's purpose, I think I want to do my sacred purpose, I'm doing a purpose but I'm not sure if it really is my purpose, how do you really know? when it's your purpose or when it's a job, and all those kind of questions. Those are questions that I feel from time to time in our sacred quest, we all ask ourselves, am I really doing the purpose of my soul, or did I intellectualize myself into positionality or a business card or something like that? How do I know the distinction? Well, that was one of the exciting things to me about Reese Thomas is his book, Discover Your Purpose, because he teaches you how to use five life purpose profiles to unlock your hidden potential and live the life you were meant to live. So you actually get to do processes by working with these profiles that you really delve into. Are you really on purpose with your life or are you about to discover something new? So Reese, um, how did the book come about? Is this part of your sacred walk yourself or through your years of research and exploration? It came from came from uh, one 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 element, which is I've always been a soul reader, uh, even when I was back just running a business. And as as a teacher, I was a I was a tennis pro for twenty five years, and and a coach. And, and I always found that when I was on the court with my students, my players. Uh, I rarely, even though I had, my dad had been a tennis pro before me, I had an infinite number of, of methods that I used to, uh, to gain success in performance, whether it be in their shot making or their footwork or their, or their, or, you know, I studied, uh, sports psychology. I did all of, I did, I had all the tools to be a great coach and, uh, and mentor. Uh, but I also found that when I looked at a person, I was able to see that they had a character, like a quality within them that was, that was unique, and yet there were, there were sort of like these groupings of people. There were people that were the ones that you would definitely want to, to 
encouraged to be singles players because they were they they wanted they had they had to win. Uh, there were people that uh, that were incredibly good uh, at at um, you know working really hard at becoming the best they could be, and they had a very strong inner drive. Uh, and they like to they love to win, but they more love to compete. So there's a difference between the people that that just have to win and those people that love to compete and do their best. And then there are people that really shouldn't be playing singles at all because they're always in it for the team. And they really should have been playing doubles. And so I found that there were people that had that personality. And then there were other people that, uh, you know, that really didn't want to, they loved to play the game for how it felt and how, 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 you know, how graceful and fun it was to hit the ball, but they really weren't competitive at all and didn't like the idea of, of, of competition. They just loved to, loved to play. And then, uh, and then there were these other people that, uh, that I would, would teach that, that just liked it to be just, just teach me something new today, something else, something new, something, and they were always, they were always sort of creatively playing the game in some, in some crazy way. And, uh, and, and so I was used to that, all of those, those are, those five kinds of people that I was generally teaching. And then, uh, miraculously when I, um, found that I had to transform my life and really didn't understand who I was at all, I went to an energy medicine school, a four-year energy medicine school, and I run the Reese Thomas Institute, uh, which is uh, a three-year energy medicine school. And uh, and I, in the school, I was introduced to the Alexander Lowen and Wilhelm Reich work uh, around character structures, and they had found that uh, that they, they were psychiatrists back in the 30s, and and uh, they thought Freud was crazy to think that you could run a human life from the brain. They they were just like that's just the stupidest thing they'd ever heard. So they developed a uh, a system of of psychology that was body based, and they noticed that not only were there uh, specific body types, um, but there were five basic ways that people went crazy because they were dealing with people in sanitariums. And they developed a system of healing to help people that were in crisis get from that crisis. And there were five basic personality character structures that would need to be supported in very different ways because they they would wound in very different ways. And I learned about that system, and and it was uh, and it was a great healing system. But I also noticed that what they missed was was that these weren't. These weren't uh, uh, sort of five types of people that were based on five kinds of wounds. These were five kinds of souls that come on, that come to planet Earth, and and we all know them. They're so obvious. When when you know, and one of the reasons that that my book has become a bestseller is that it's very easy for people to understand this. Uh, all of the other um, uh, types of profiling systems, like Enneagram and Myers Briggs and DISC, are all behavioral based. And uh, and and when you have a behavioral based kind of a profiling system, it's it's based on your memory of what you've done in your lifetime. And often, like I did, uh, I was actually able to live someone else's life completely. And so, by the time I was in my thirties, had I taken one of those types of profile tests, which I did, uh, it would come out with who I believed I was and who I thought I should be rather than who I actually was. And what I noticed when I learned this system uh, and then brought the idea that these aren't, these aren't uh, um, nurture-based, they're nature-based, they're soul-based, uh, and, and, and the energy system itself is designed, every person has an energy body that is that serves one of these purposes as its primary purpose in life. And these are ba- very basic, as I was saying with the tennis players. There are the super creative people, uh, which I call creative idealists. There are the people that are deeply feeling and soft and gentle, have never heard a fly, and and they are uh, uh, the, the most gentle and the most sensitive of people, and, they, and we call them the emotional intelligence specialists. And then there are the people that are sort of big and strong, but but really not about sort of their own winning for themselves. But it's it's the team, and they we call them the team player, and they are 
They're the warm people that give you hugs and are always have a good word for you and look you in the eye and tell you how wonderful you are. And they're and they're very they're very helpful they're, and they're they're always helping people out in the world and and supporting others. And and then and then there's the the fourth one, which are what we call the knowledgeable achievers. And those are the people that every hair is always in place. They get you know, very good grades in school. They often are doctors and, and successful lawyers or, or business people and they, uh, CEOs or COOs and they are, uh, the people that, uh, see the big picture and, and are, and often are very successful because they have a strong internal frame where they, where they can push themselves to succeed at a high level and are very organized in the way they think. And then there's the, the fifth one, which is which is probably the most prevalent on our on our planet, which are the leaders, and they are the ones with the biggest energy, and they are charismatic. Uh, they can be very seductive. They're the actors and actresses in the world. They are, um, you know, they're they're also the ones that are the warriors and the battlers, and the and uh, and often they are in constant battle in their lives, and and are battling somebody or something, and not even know don't even know why. Uh, so they. So that so we have five basic character structures and are what I call profiles, which are so they're creative people, feeling people, caretaking people, achieving people, and leadership people. And leaders don't necessarily have to be in a leadership position; uh, they can lead through uh, through resistance. They can re- lead through through going into battle. They can change. They're change makers, uh, one way or the other, for the positive or for the or for the negative. And um, and what I noticed as I was as as I started studying these, I also was learning about chakras, and I I I was uh, for many years I would do workshops with crystal bowls. I would use crystal bowls. I'd play the bowls, and I'd ask people what they were experiencing with each of these bowls that are tuned to the chakras. And what people started when they would open their mouth and talk about their chakras, I noticed that. Each person who spoke, because I was able at that point to to read their profile as well, which one of these five characters they character structures they had, um, I noticed that their chakras were were often identical in their purpose and sort of you know so if I had a charismatic leader and I play a certain bowl uh, like in like if, if there was a charismatic leader I'd play uh, a bowl and they would feel it often in their fifth chakra because their job in the world is to speak and to and to inspire through their words and uh, and often if I if it was a knowledgeable achiever I would play a bowl and they would feel it sort of just above the heart in the in what's called the high thymus or the or the the, the soul seat because they know their purpose Purpose. There's sort of like a there's a like a element that really knows their purpose, and of course the emotional intelligence specialists feel feel the balls everywhere, but they mostly feel them in their second chakra. They really they're second chakra based, and uh, and if it was a creative idealist, I'd play the balls, and they would and they would say, oh my god, I'm not even in my body, I'm up, I'm, it's like up, I'm like flying, I'm because <laughs> they aren't ever in their body, they're they're in their they're more in spirit than they are than they are in matter, and and so each of these each of these people started showing me what probably what the the mystics ten thousand years ago started noticing and uh, about people that there were these specific character traits and qualities and ways that they actually communicate to themselves from the energy level out and 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 in so and so i started I started recognizing that these five qualities are what Jung called the primary archetypes. When he says there's a primary archetype, he had called the primary archetype the self. But this is the self that each person needs to get in touch with if they're ever going to know how to choose the right work, uh, the right relationship, and, and know how to take care of themselves physically to to support themselves to be healthy and and what real fun is in their lives because our goal is really to have fun not to be some uh curmudgeon old adult but to but to really have fun and passion and enthusiasm for life and to do that you have to get in touch with this quality within you which one of these are you and so if you're listening to me talking right now my book um, discover your purpose how to use the five life purpose profiles to unlock your hidden potential and live the life you were you were meant to live um, has a 
an assessment in it that you can take that assessment and figure out which one you are. It tells you how you may have chosen others, like I chose to be the knowledgeable achiever when really I was the creative idealist. I was and and uh, and one of the one of the uh, one of the struggles that we all have in life is that not knowing who we are. Um, doesn't mean that the law of attraction ever stops working. And so when you are, when I was trying to be a knowledgeable achiever, I was having all of these crazy visions and, and, and awarenesses of people's souls and, and, and crazy dreams that would, that would, you know, take me different places. And I would have experiences when I was competing in tennis where, where, uh, very mystical experiences where time would stop and move forward and backward. And I was having all these experiences and I couldn't tell them to anybody because that was, just crazy talk as far as I was concerned. It was just <laughs> a crazy thing that, that, that was happening to me. Um, and, and I never really understood it until I found out later when I was doing the energy work that I was actually this creative idealist. I was more, as Dan, I worked with Dan Millman for a little while and he had said to me, he said, Reese, you've got one foot in the spirit world and one foot on a banana peel. And, and I was, and it made, and, it, and once I, <laughs> I love that. Can you say that again? That is so uh, cool. <laughs> I have, I've got one foot in the spirit world and one foot on a banana peel. And, and when I and when I sort of was able to accept what that meant for my life purpose and to recognize that when I make choices in my life, they have to be based on a creative act in this moment rather than on what I was trying to be, which was an organized, structured, success-driven person who was going to retire with a million dollars or maybe ten million dollars and and have and have produced certain products and and those sorts of things that that achievers are so good at doing i was better at writing this book <laughs> and running my my school which is truly a mystery school at every possible level we we take people into the deepest quality of their soul and recognize that it's not some heavy hard work to do that it's just a matter of clearing away all the garbage that you are not and then your life becomes this joyous expression of your soul like you had when you were a child and so in the book i have all sorts of exercises that teach you how to access this what i call your secret place within you that you are able to access and understand what it feels like because one, one of the one of the one of the hardest elements of 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 transformational work, and there's so much work uh, being done out there now, and, uh, and we talked about all of the techniques, all of these energy medicine techniques, and every energy medicine technique releases some kind of a block in your energy field, and then you're free for a moment. The problem is, is that if you don't have any idea who you really are, and all, or all you think, uh, all you know about yourself is who you have been, it's going to be very difficult to then shift into into who you truly are, which you maybe haven't really felt. And so I have a, a basic statement that says there, it is impossible to know who you are through thinking. To know your life purpose, you cannot think it. You cannot create it in your mind. You have to feel it. And so what I noticed was was that these qualities of being creative and being deep feeling and being and caretaking and achieving and leading are are literally ways people express they they vibrate at that level and they and it's and it's in everything that they do there's no way to get away from that so so the so the recognition that you will you need to know what it will feel like when you are living your purpose that's something that you can contact through some of the work that I do in this book. And so then when you are doing your energy work, when you are meditating or doing your shaman work or uh, getting a healing, and you come off the table and you're in that state of, of centeredness where you're no longer, you know, you get off the table and your illness doesn't exist for that moment. Your issue with your spouse doesn't exist in that moment. Uh, you know, your, uh, you know, your, you know, your age, it's, it's your, your ageless in that moment. In that moment, if you're able to embrace that this is how it feels to be in your core state of being, in your creative idealist or emotional intelligence specialist or team player or your knowledgeable achiever or your charismatic leader, what happens is, is that that becomes your mantra. That becomes the, the 
element in your life that you keep referring back to when life pulls you out of your center. And so this work is, is uh, that, I'm, that I'm bringing forward here, I think maybe the, the hundredth monkey. Um, we have an infinite number of ways for people to become free of their, of their problems, issues, wounds, blocks. But we don't have any systems that are soul-based that allow the person to remember what they're going to do with themselves once they've released all of those things. Because, and that's why people have a short-term uh, transformation when they do some energy work, and then within weeks or months, they're back to the same patterns, back to the same arguments with the spouse, back to the same health issues or addictions, and and they don't make the permanent change. And so this is so this is my um, uh, sort of gift to the world uh, that that there was one piece missing. It was the bridge. We all know we have a soul. And we all know we have chakras. But between the soul and the chakras are this bridge. And I didn't even realize I was training that bridge when I was doing martial arts. There's a line uh, through the body that the martial artists train and widen called the Hara line. It's also on that line are your life contracts, your contract to have the body you're supposed to have and all of the contracts you have of what you're here to express uniquely as well as as a species as as part of the the uh of humanity um and and then it's also on that line is where you get your epiphanies and your enlightenment where you realize oh my gosh i've got the perfect body in the perfect time in the perfect place right now everyone is in the perfect place to live their total life purpose and and when and then the and then the consciousness that allows you to see how that is true lets you then become enlightened because there's no point in anybody's life that they aren't totally capable of becoming enlightened and living their life purpose but they have to integrate these these parts and what i found was was that that one of the biggest lies we're told as children is that you can become anything you want to become and I know that that's, that, uh, that immediately puts, says people say, what do you mean I can't become anything I want to become? No, you can't. And I just, and I tell my students that I'm like, you, you, can, you cannot become anything you want to become. That was a lie. You can become one thing. You. And I learned it, I, I, I for, in my 20s, I listened to a lot of Wayne Dyer and Tony Robbins and, and I used to I used to speak when I was teaching and doing my speaking. I'd use I'd reference them all the time. And I and I always said to my I was saying to myself and other people, I'm going to be the next Wayne Dyer. I really want to be the next Wayne Dyer. And it wasn't until I did the energy work that I realized that I wanted to be the next Reese Thomas. I didn't want to be the next Wayne Dyer. And and I and I re- recognized that that's how I had thought my whole life. I wanted to be the next whatever person I thought was the greatest, the next Martin Luther King, the next whatever I was, whatever person I, I thought was, was I should become like. But the truth is, is that I won't be anything like them. I'll be like me. And so accessing the foundation, the rock that I get to build my life on, sort of the, this, the, the one of these five human species that we all are, and, and you know them everywhere, and, and, uh, and you see them in, in, uh, in the world, in your family, in your, in your friends, uh, that there really are these five kinds of people, and you can't change the leopard spots. If you're born a creative idealist, and, you know, and you've got this high sort of spiritual connection, no matter how hard you try to be a good team player or something else, it's never going to feel right. You're always going to feel like there's something big missing. And it isn't usually until people have tried really hard, like I did for about 20 or 30 years, that somewhere in the mid-30s or 40s they realize, wow, I'm not with the right person in my relationship. I'm not doing the right kind of work. And, man, my health is not what I want it to be. And why? Why wouldn't that be? I've, I have all the information. We have the Internet. Everybody should have an infinite amount of information about how to live a great life. But most people live in a place of, of doing okay but not really feeling the passion and the enthusiasm for their lives. And so these five qualities that I, that I go into deep, and, you know, I, I, the, my three-year program, I use uh, many different types of, of, of work to discover the lower self qualities, the higher self qualities, the core qualities, um, the types of relationships you go into, the types of people. Like, so for instance, if, you, if you're looking for, you know, to use this in your work, what are your perfect customers? Who are the people you're going to be able to communicate best with in your life? Um, 
this is all in the book, and it teaches you how to manage, how to find your soulmate, how to recognize who you're going to naturally be in relationship with. And most importantly, once you, not only once you figure out who you are, if you can figure out who your children are, who your spouse is, and you can, and you can see through maybe that they may even be telling you a story about who they are, that, that, that they're trying to be somebody that they aren't. When you know how to motivate people and to see them and to support them in being who they truly are, even if they don't know who they are, you will have a, a level of intimacy and a level of connection with them that and rapport that you've never been able to have before. And you will become the inspiring person that you've always wanted to be uh, through being able to communicate better who you are, what your purpose is, and then be able to share that with, with everybody you know. Reese, um, I'm sure you have uh, hundreds of stories, but... Um does one or two come to mind when, when people went through this process and said, oh, my gosh, I've been spending my life doing X, Y, Z, and I really have tapped into my true purpose of where I'm now happy and elated and feeling younger and all those kind of things? Sure, yeah. Um uh, uh God, where do I start? Uh, how about um, uh, I love uh, Bonnie's story. Bonnie... Uh, um, came in, she's a minister, she came into the school, and um, she has a big ministry, and, uh, and had been really seeing herself as a, as a giver her whole life, as a doing for others, and, and taking care of others, and, and being the minister for her flock, and, and, um, and she, uh, uh, she got very sick, and, uh, and had a, um, uh, a brain, um, a very severe brain—not um, injury, but uh, like a, an illness and, a, and a, uh, an infection—that that, uh, the doctors weren't sure she would survive. And um, and she heard about me and my school and and uh, the transform, the amazing transformations that we make in people. And she came and and. Um, I can't remember what it was that I said, but she said, "I got to sign up for that." I, I, you know, this is, I, you know, I, I don't know what what I'm going to do. Uh, hopefully, this can this can really help me. And and the idea of of living every day uh, totally on fire is something that I haven't been able to do for years. And um, and she came into the program and really saw herself as 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 a as a as a bit of a leader, but really sort of a caretaker and a deep feeler. And um, and we were able to show her that she was actually a creative idealist uh, with a very strong charismatic leader second. And so the truth is is that is that it was never about them. It was always about her. And when she sacrificed herself and pretended that she was had to be this overly caring, she wasn't able to really deliver her message. And and as she went through the program, uh, she got healthier and healthier and happier and happier. And and she had some relapses of her of her illness, but they never affected her in the same way because she was she she was so thrilled to uh, to to recognize who she truly was, and she changed her ministry and how she was sharing her message and and wanted to and and realized that her charismatic leader and her creative idealist didn't want to just have her 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 ministry you know she wanted to expand it and take it out there more and share with it more and and she got more involved. Uh, you know, in in uh, in sharing her message out uh, beyond her church, beyond uh, her ministry, and uh, and 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 she has has become, uh, and she still she's a, she's a third year student right now, and uh, uh, and also does our coaching program and does everything which she can because she is she's she's become a person who lives completely in in each moment and her and her illness has has subsided she is uh she and realizes that that what was killing her and of course she got a brain injury because the creative idealist is a very is is all about the opening of the seventh and sixth chakra and when she was when she was holding down and, and compressing her seventh chakra to be somebody that she wasn't, uh, the creative energy of, of sort of flow of consciousness, which is really where she needed to speak from and share from, was, was 
totally stifled. And so, and so the energy built up and built up in her brain uh, and, caused, and caused the illness. And, so, and now by releasing that, by being who she truly is, that energy now flows. So, uh, so she's completely changed her life. She also was, had had, uh, had, had um, years of, of sort of uh, 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 had, a, had a misunderstanding and a, mis, uh, and a, and a rejection of, of some of her daughter's behavior and couldn't reconcile with her religion, with what her daughter was doing. And, and, uh, and, she, and then when she discovered who she was, she was totally able to accept who her daughter was too because the apple never falls far from the tree. And, uh, and she, when she realized that she was truly sort of an iconoclast, the person who doesn't really follow the rules of how things go and really didn't and really wasn't going to preach that way anymore, um, she recognized that her daughter was the same and, and, and they've become fast friends again and close and, and, you know, after many, many years of, of isolation and separation. So um, she's, a good, she's, she's a good example, but, uh, you know, but, but I can tell you many, many people come in to the, to the program with uh, problem relationships, not getting along with their spouse, uh, whether it be men or, men or women, and, uh, and coming in thinking, I don't know, what I, and I want to figure out who I am so I can decide what I do in my relationship. And then they realize that the reason that relationship wasn't working was because they had no idea who they were. They were actually lying in their relationship about who they were, and then the, and then the partner believes the story and tries to treat them the way they're asking to be treated, but it never feels right because you, when someone treats you like someone that you aren't, it's not going to feel right. And so it wasn't until they were able to know who they were truly in their core and how they were managing their energy around their partners and change that, did the, did the relationship change? And, and, and often, uh, uh, you know, people would come in and say, oh, boy, if you could teach this stuff to my spouse, and I, and I'm, and, and I always say, you will teach this stuff to your spouse by being the person you were born to be because that makes you a healer. And if that relationship is supposed to happen, that person's been waiting for you to model how to live in your purpose so that they can do the same with you. And then the relationship becomes a match made in heaven. So we do an enormous amount of work uh, through relationships with children as well, uh, people, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with either bipolar or, or um, uh, ADD type uh, children, um, you know, helping them really understand uh, what the illnesses are even, where they're from and what the child's, what the child's profile is that causes that illness. And so that they can, they support the child in a way rather than seeing them as their, as their problems. They see them, they, they look beyond. You, you, when you do this work, you, you learn to look beyond the mask, beyond the story, beyond the wound, and see the greatness in, in people, the soul quality in people. And when you speak to that, amazingly, relationships get much better. I love your passion. And, you know, one of the things I love is... Um that you truly model energy. <laughs> you know, you're on yep. you're on fire for the work that you do and you're on fire for, you know, what you have to offer. I I know that all of you are benefiting as we're talking with Reese Thomas today. He is a mover and shaker difference maker and you can go and follow him. You can go to a couple of websites actually. discoveryourpurposebook.com since so many of you find that uh, so necessary and intriguing for your life, discoveryourpurposebook.com. It's already a bestseller and offers these amazing profiles that Reese has shared with us. You could be another Bonnie uh, awaiting for some great awakening to happen in your life. And these are the tools that will offer you permanent change. You can also follow Reese by going to com. He has a daily blog, many products. You can follow him on all social media. I want to thank all of you for participating in our show today and being present and being with us. Uh, please share this particular program with many of your friends on social media, knowing that the world is a better place because we are educating, enhancing, lifting, and sharing great concepts which create a sense of not only an intentional per, uh, 
spirit, but permanent change as well. Thank all of you for your continuing support and contributions to Unity Online Radio, which allow us to be in over 130 countries and listen to people night and day. God bless you on this amazing journey that we call life. Reese, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing and for being who you are. I salute you. I celebrate you. And I'm grateful that you discovered your own creation story. Thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Peace in the presence of conflict. Love in the presence of hatred. Forgiveness in the presence of injury. These words are easy to say. It's challenging, though, to live them in everyday life. After all, I can make my words and actions peaceful but I have no control over the words and actions of others. That's true, but think about it. If you, then I, then others, one by one, responded in love in every situation, the effect would be like the wave you see spread across a sports stadium. It would go on and on, gaining momentum as it moved through the people around us. I can let peace begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Pop 
culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful, spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be and that it can be fun to explore too. Malena Don and Stacy Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine? speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 